Yo, yo, yo. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to the Rain City Podcast. This is the first episode of 2024. I was almost going to say 2023, but um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a new year. The year 5785 in the Jewish calendar. Not that I know what that means. Steve does, so talk to him if you want to know what that means. Um, but it's a significant episode for us. It's uh, episode number 21. And uh, I want to share with you something special. Do you know that the podcasts that reach 21 episodes are among the top 1% of all podcasts? So 90% of podcasts die after the third episode. And then of those 10% remaining, um, only 90% get to episode tw- the 20th episode before dying. So there's around 20,000 podcasts in the world that have 21 or more episodes. So we're in the top 1%. Wow. <laughs> Impressive. Um, so yeah, just thank you to all our listeners and for your support. We love you. God is good. And uh, okay, let's get popping. Um, in keeping with the theme of New Year, I know it's typical for people to like to set New Year's resolutions to make goals and aspirations for how we want to live our lives and make adjustments from the past. But um, what what better way to do that than to discuss with some hardworking, ambitious, young, strapping lads in the kingdom? So. Um, you know, we're going to talk about what the Bible says about work and how we can align ourselves to produce fruit for the kingdom, knowing that we are already saved through grace and not through works. And now I want to introduce uh, today's guest. So a dynamic power duo uh, we have here today and rising rookies in the CNFL, the Canadian National Faith League. <laughs> and I just made that up. But um, <laughs> uh, the yin and yang of human athleticism, a band of hungry and determining young gentlemen. Welcome, Matt and Samson. Hello, hello. Thanks for the intro. Yeah. Great introduction. CNFL, I like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay, why don't we kick it off and start with a little bit of uh, flavor, a little sp- a spiciness, and um, Samson, you can kick us off and let us uh, dive into a little bit into your world of how did you not only, I guess, come to your faith, but knowing how much of an ambitious and hardworking person you are, how did that lead you in your life today, and how did that perhaps change in the past when you were younger? Um, and has that changed your mindset now? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think for for a lot of my life, I didn't I didn't work with God in mind. You know, I, I was more just focused on myself and not really uh, looking towards like building the kingdom. I wasn't thinking consciously about mm-hmm. how am I contributing uh, to to the kingdom and. Only very, very recently, like you said, we're we're in the C CNFL, yeah, the new to the CNFL, and um, just starting to really develop my faith and my relationship with God. Mm. Uh, to be honest, I'm just barely scratching the surface right now, and kind of seeing mm. seeing how God is able to power me, uh, giving me so much energy in my day to day, not just work, but also just through my my entire life as well. So whether that's like personal goals, uh, building better habits. Um, but also including work too, just be feeling more energized, feeling like more purposeful with and more intentional with everything I do. Um, it is, it is. So I don't know if that addresses the question fully, because again, faith is, is quite new to me. Um, or I, I would say like taking it seriously is very new to me as mm-hmm. well. So I'm just learning uh, as I'm going kind of how, how I can contribute to God's kingdom like through my work. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's great. And I guess to dive in more into like your professional background, like how does that contribute? Like what do you do today? And um, how do you think about goals in regards to your work? So for my work right now, uh, I'm an associate manager for a team of account managers at a fintech company. Um, just as a, as a brief overview, basically my day-to-day, uh, half of it will be kind of managing the team, helping them with their career progression as well. Yeah. And the, the other yeah. half is like project management and uh, just, you know, making improvements for the team and also cross-functionally. In terms of how my faith translates to work, um, again, on a day-to-day basis, it's I, I don't know if I'm actively thinking about that, um, but I know that for myself as a leader, I've always felt a responsibility uh, to my teammates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe this is just the, the common grace of God, even before I, mm-hmm. I was like intentional about it. Just just um, when it all, when it came comes to my teammates, I'm always, uh, always focused on that and always prioritizing their needs, mm-hmm. you know, helping them get to where they want to go. If they need guidance, if they need advice, I want to make sure, I, you know, I'm dropping everything and, mm-hmm. and being there for them. And just you know, acting as a pillar for my team um, during difficult times as well, being able to console them and really uh, doing everything I can to to progress their careers uh, over mine. So I don't know. Again, I don't think I've consciously thought about how I'm I'm acting through God mm-hmm. in my work, but um, I think maybe it's just the common grace and uh, and trying to be there for mm-hmm. them. I, I think that's so interesting that. Uh, um that you actually think about um, work that way because ironically, I feel like that's how you are also like speaking life into them, like unknowingly, just like by being who you are and being the person that, um, or the type of leader that you want to be in your team, like that's God working as well. Mm. And just like your presence alone and like the words and how you carry yourself is like bleeding into the company just very like low key. Um, but I think it's like worth mentioning, like you're like under 30 and like being in a leadership position already at mm-hmm. a prominent fintech company is incredible. So, Thank you know, you. kudos to you and, you know, praise God for that. No, oh, praise the Lord. And and actually just recently, I have been talking about God a lot more just in my, in my, in my daily wow. interactions. Wow. With okay. Team. And cause I think um, like I mentioned, you know, the difference in my energy and, and just how God is powering me, I think mm-hmm. it is just showing as well, even on the daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my teammates are noticing it. And, I, you know, I, I'm never shy to say like, hey, I, I've been uh, revisiting my faith lately. I've been going to church again and mm-hmm. found this great community and being closer with God. So, um, yeah, just, just having those open conversations at work. I may have a few coworkers in the next few weeks. Uh, come wow. It's awesome. Wow. Hopefully. Amen. And, um yeah, just again, just the just the energy that uh, that God brings. It's mm-hmm. it's nice. The fact that people can just tell the difference from your presence is is pretty amazing. Yeah. All right, why don't we uh, flip the table a little bit and uh, head over to you, Matt? Why don't you tell us about your background and how you think about faith in, I guess, not just the context of your work, but just mm-hmm. how you carry yourself in your life. Yeah. Um, so my faith, like progress, is has been changing quite a bit since I was a kid. So a brief background was that uh, my mom is Christian, but my dad isn't. Mm-hmm. So me and my brother, when we were kids, we were brought to church. Um, 
like typical very canto very traditional <laughs> church yeah um and i definitely always enjoyed worship but i never fully dove into my faith and definitely didn't relate it to my day-to-day life mm-hmm. and even like in terms of my ambition i was a rebel for sure as a kid <laughs> like doing everything i could against what my mom was pretty much telling me mm-hmm. um but i think after i got to uni i just started really thinking about like what i wanted to achieve in life mm-hmm. as well as how much my parents have sacrificed i think um mm-hmm. when i was a kid and i think that played a big part in terms of changing my level of ambition and then also just figuring out who i think god made me to be mm-hmm. and my god-given talents um what are what are those talents i always say i believe that god <laughs> gave me strength oh, okay um, sure. not just physically ideally <laughs> but also yeah this man benches three flakes <laughs> <laughs> not anymore i tried it uh like a few days ago there's no chance um Definitely physically, I think helps because I feel like I want to be the type of man who can always stand up for other people when mm-hmm. needed. If that um, means physically helps, then that, um, mm-hmm. all the better. But also mentally, I think I want to be the rock for all the people around me emotionally mm-hmm. um, and just be that person that someone can always lean on, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of work and how faith plays into it, I think it really sets my day each day right now, especially mm-hmm. after the retreat. Um, it just sets my mind knowing exactly who I think God made me to be mm-hmm. and what I'm supposed to be able to achieve with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of been going around just kind of like Samson where like with my friends who aren't even uh, Christian, I just preach that like I know my destiny and like I oh, believe okay. I will achieve my destiny and that kind of thing. Wow. Um, and I think that's all through my faith growing. Um, wow. Yeah. And, and remind us, what do you do for work? Um, right now, I'm a software engineer at a crypto uh, blockchain. So definitely hey. more... Uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> definitely more uh, YOLO or like yeah. more risky uh, industry, I would say. Oh, that's interesting. We got a finance bro here and a tech bro. Yeah. Or a crypto bro. Tech bro. <laughs> and an AI bro too. Yeah, right. yeah, an AI bro, aka me. Um, it was, it's funny because, uh, before Matt, um, officially came to rain city, I was like the memeing crypto person and they would mm-hmm. make this joke saying, um, invest in tiny coin. <laughs> so I think, uh, That's next good. we'll, we'll pass that mantle to you. We're going to invest in Maddie coin. <laughs> I'm going to make that a thing. Starting you on a, yeah. uh, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like in terms of setting goals, like, um, do you guys feel it's any different? Because I think reminding ourselves that again, like in the kingdom, we are saved through grace. And what that means is like, we don't really have anything to prove to God. Like Mm. God just loves us and he's given us, you know, his life. And, um, through that we've got salvation. And so when you think about when you're living on earth and setting your goals now, Mm -hmm. like what is your mindset Mm. or Samson? Yeah. Um, I, I guess I can start. So with respect to setting goals, this year for me has been a year of intention. And um, when I am setting goals right now, I'm more, f- what I'm thinking is God wants me to unlock my own full potential. He wants mm. me to discover who I am, kind of like what Matt mentioned earlier. And um, that, that, that point really drives me. Like how do I challenge myself every day? You know, even the small things, um, 
and how do I continue to unlock that potential over time? I don't say I don't think I have a very very set goal like a numerical goal in mind for the, for the long term, but I just know that God wants me to continue finding my potential and challenging myself in healthy ways and grow more so I can give more to my future family and friends and those around me that I love. Um, so again, yeah, when it comes to setting goals, I think right now my my focus is just on uh, more about the daily daily aspects, uh, mm-hmm. daily, weekly, what am I doing? How am I building good habits and slowly unlocking that potential over time while I mm-hmm. discover myself. Can you give an example of like what those small things are? Yeah, for sure. So I guess one thing right now would be um, like physically as well, I want to become stronger and, mm-hmm. and just healthier in general. Um, so I, and I had this goal of benching two plates. Let's go, let's uh, go. Let's go. Yeah, uh, and but not only that, but all around just health in general mm-hmm. too. So you know the the, the whole big three: mm-hmm. squats, deadlifts, yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, thousand, thousand club. Yeah, a thousand club. Let's go. Um, but also, you know, being diligent with my stretching, making mm-hmm. sure that I'm taking mm-hmm. the proper time to recover, mm-hmm. uh, taking my health serious, and, and just overall, you know, every aspect of my life, not cutting corners mm-hmm. and not cheating myself, and and just pushing that little extra bit, which I know I can, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily like not saying, Oh, I, I, I can't give grace to myself. There's obviously, you know, mm-hmm. I'm human and there's days where, um, you know, I, I might just not be able to do it for whatever reason, but the next day I'm right back on it. And, um, yeah, just, just not cheating myself mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, when it comes to goal setting, just taking it day by day, um, not, not targeting too much of specific numerical uh, other than the weightlifting other than the benching part mm-hmm. the two uh, plates yeah yeah uh, but overall just yeah it's, it's about the slow uh, marathon i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that is that really similar for you matt or you yeah honestly kind of it's very like when you're explaining it it definitely resonated to how i was thinking of goals especially coming into the new year um I was preaching habits, not goals before our retreat. Mm. And then on our retreat, we had the goal setting thing and that kind of changed my mind again. <laughs> um, yeah. So before coming to the new year, I kind of decided to just focus on my habits and I kind of broke it down into four high level goals that I wanted to focus on. So one was being a better friend and showing more appreciation mm. for them, mm. being a better um, brother as well as son. So that's family, um, exploring my relationship with God and my faith. And then the last one is just exploring myself and understanding myself better. So just four high level goals. Mm. And then after retreat, I kind of just broke down a goal or two goals for each of those categories. Mm. Um, and then similar to Samson, I don't want to focus too much um, like day to day wise on the final goal and like reaching it. I try to just focus on making sure I do the right thing and what I need to do every day. And just believing in that, um, like my path will eventually come fr- to fruition. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think that's a very, very mature mindset from the both of you, and I like to adopt <laughs> some of that too. Trying. Um, I think there there is a really interesting interplay though between, um, like having that little extra like it factor or like um, drive almost, if you will, from like an earthly perspective, where you're like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, if I do all the right things, then I'll hit this a goal eventually with the Mm -hmm. right habits. But then there's something to be said about when you just have that little extra in that day Mm. and you just push a little harder Mm. and like having like one of those days 
I don't know, every 15 days, which is, um, you know, if you like, I guess divide that by 365, that's like, I don't know. Well, 24, t- 12 or 15. twice a month, yeah. roughly. 24. Yeah. 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 Quick math. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. So 24 of those days that are like doubling almost, mm. um, like what, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Like, do you think that you sh- people should be pushing or um, do you find yourself having those days? Because I definitely know that I'm like, okay, some days I feel really great. And then other days I call it um, the glad we made it days where I just do, <laughs> I just show up. Like if it's the gym, like I just show up and I don't have any expectations and like just making sure I don't miss a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go first. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I, I think, I think everybody has the capacity to, to, to do that in their life in, in terms mm-hmm. of like push themselves and um, unlock a lot more than, than what they're actually aware of. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us uh, and myself included, you know, I feel like I've wasted a lot of years, quite frankly, not reaching my own potential and not just making mm-hmm. that extra step. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it might come for me like once a quarter or mm-hmm. once a year in the past mm-hmm. where I wasn't being intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I am intentional, I'm finding that there's actually so much so much gas in my tank that I, I haven't um, untapped. And mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly believe that's true for so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And putting it in the, in the con, um, relating it back to faith again, I think that like a lot of Christians actually, there's a lot of very high performing Christians out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know uh, I have a friend who, or a friend of a friend who he's a father of two, he has a main job. He also works a second job, and he also oh designs. Gosh. He also uh, designs <laughs> a trading platform as well. Uh, I think oh. it recently released. Like That's edge, crazy. Edge to trade, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's just he has this motor within him. Yeah, that is just so. It, it's inspiring, honestly, and yeah. I know that God powers him, and I'm sure that also took a long time to build up to. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, I think everybody actually has that that latent uh, engine within them mm-hmm. that they, they just, you know, it's, it's difficult to unlock sometimes because it does take persistence. And like you said, right, if you consistently do it like once every 10, 15 days, um, mm-hmm. it's still tough, mm-hmm. right? It's still tough to always kind of, kind of push yourself. So mm-hmm. um, kind of a roundabout way of answering your question. Yeah, no, those no. are just my, my thoughts on that. Mm. Anything to add, Matt? I forgot the initial question. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just more like if you had a little bit extra every single day, should mm. you push to do that or should you just focus on the habits and like not um, like try to like, you know, have one like superhero day mm. every 15 days or something like that? No, for sure. I definitely believe I think everyone can achieve way more than they believe they can achieve. Um, and that's def- definitely a testament to the strength that God has provided us, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a believer that any chance you get, yeah, some days for sure I feel better, some days I feel off, um, but any chance you can get, you should definitely push yourself, I think, as hard as you can, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But I think also, like, the days that I'm off, I actually put more emphasis on those days because I think the days that you don't feel good and you can still get yourself in the gym and still get where you need to do, that just sets your mind... Um, to be so strong when you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a key in terms of like growing your mental strength and all mm. that kind of stuff. Oh, I love that. Callous uh, you your mind. Yes. Great point. Great point. Yeah. Um, 
before we dive into that, because I do want to talk about that point specifically, mm-hmm. um, there's a really good verse from Proverbs that says, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. And that's really interesting because I think, again, like the kingdom concept is like you don't get what you deserve mm. almost and God just gives it to you, of course, like when you're ready. Um, and yet there is this like dichotomy almost where like we're living in the world and the more secular world operates on you get what you deserve mm. and you have to like push yourself and like you have like the David Goggins of the world and like the Jockos who are like push yourself to the point where you're like shins break and mm-hmm. you you know and that's like what a real man is and uh things like that so it's a really interesting contrast mm. and I think also when people hear the word like Christian they get um a lot of like connotations with I guess more Presbyterians and this is something that I learned more recently and again you know I'm not uh, claiming to be the expert on this so like please ask Steve um, if uh, this is incorrect but um, yeah like Presbyterians tend to believe that things are predetermined like everything Mm -hmm. happens for a reason like there's nothing that you can do almost it's like you're living in like Doctor Strange world where he like controls time and Mm. um, you know like there's nothing that you can do the result will be the same and then you have like on the opposite side of the spectrums you have the charismatic people um, which I guess the easiest uh, group of people to think about is like the Bethel network Mm. and they essentially like pray and they're like okay well if we pray something will happen Mm. and it's almost like this like call to action which is interesting Mm. and so when you think about the secular world and you hear the word Christians, they're more thinking about like Presbyterians than they are the charismatics. And yet like as hardworking people um, in the kingdom, we kind of like play a little bit in the middle. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you guys like heard anything about that before, but yeah. Um, that's actually a, something I struggled with before, like just processing through that. Like if it was truly planned out for us, then like, why can't I just sit on the couch all day and just mm-hmm. like eat ice mm-hmm. cream or and, and like, <laughs> yeah. maybe I'll still end up jacked somehow. <laughs> but um, I talked to Steve about this because uh, it was kind of, it just kept popping up in my mind. Mm. Um, and if I remember correctly, hopefully I did, um, but ask Steve for sure, um, is that God has in mind for us the best path for us, mm-hmm. um, but it's our role and like our duty to still play a part to work with him in order to achieve that path. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I approach it, believing in the fact that God has the best plan for me mm-hmm. and just trusting in my path and my destiny. But I know that I still have to play a part in that aspect in terms of doing what I have to do every day to achieve it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I have this uh, kind of rapid fire segment. You guys can feel free to comment on it, but I just like have a chain of like proverbs uh, verses. Mm. And I thought it was really, um, relevant because, um, again, yeah, I've been reading like the books of wisdom, which are Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. And even though, you know, we shouldn't be reading the Bibles just to take out like principles and things like that. I feel like once you understand that we're saved through grace and not through works, Mm. that this then provides a foundation for like how then you operate in that sort of world and mindset. Um, so yeah, if you know anything resonates, feel free to just comment, either of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start from the top. Proverbs 10, 9. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. And I really like this quote, be- or sorry, I shouldn't say quote, this verse, because 
um, it just reaffirms that like if you do the right things and for the right reasons and you know um, mm-hmm. that eventually or not eventually like you just feel secure in that mm-hmm. and that you can walk with your head held high into any room without any shame like oh like oh like there's a celebrity in this room or like oh this person's like better than me like it, it doesn't matter as long as mm-hmm. you do things with integrity and yet whoever just tries to like cover it up or like take this crooked path will eventually be found out anyway so it's like counterintuitive like you might as well slow down take the foundational steps to yeah do things the right way mm-hmm. yeah I- I really like that verse, actually. Um, it resonates with me because it actually, yeah, I, I think, you know, when, when they mentioned taking the crooked path, mm-hmm. uh, for me, what I immediately thought about is uh, kind of referring back to like cheating myself, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm going to the gym, whatever, or oh, just being lazy, cutting corners and, and not taking, not doing things with integrity, like for myself even, mm-hmm. then... Uh, I can't, yeah, it's harder for me to walk with pride, walk with my head up. Uh, and now that I know, you know, I'm taking the right steps and doing things properly, uh, whether it's whether it's at work or even for my chores and, and everything mm. like that, um, it does, yeah, I'm able to, to walk with integrity and feel mm. proud of myself mm. at the end of the day, which uh, used to be a more rare feeling. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like almost you're like building that um, confidence with yourself and, and trust um, because you know that like, yeah, as long as you do the right things, you're going to get where you need to go. And like, you know, God will work with what you're doing as long as you're doing something. Um, uh, the next one that I have is um, it's better to be a nobody and yet have a servant than pretend to be somebody and have no food. I thought that one was really powerful because you see like on like Instagram or social media, everyone's trying to flex and like, you know, people buying like nice watches and jackets and taking nice pictures. And yet um, it says very clearly here, you know, it's better to be a nobody, like nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows, you know, like the brand of stuff that you have. Um, Mm. But like you have a servant, which means you're wealthy and you've like been very um, wise with, the assets that you're given and you're stewarding it well that you can you know have people working for you Mm -hmm. um and it's better that nobody knows almost kind of like batman you Mm -hmm. know like batman with his like butler (laughs) i forget what his name is but alfred yeah alfred Uh, alfred (laughs) i love alfred yeah um that one really resonates with me i think um that kind of relates to how i thought about pursuing what i wanted in life i think Mm. i think Definitely early uni years, high school years. Um, honestly, like up to a few years ago, I definitely thought about like all I wanted in life was to make sure I was successful mm-hmm. um, and then making sure that that would make my parents proud of like the sacrifice they made and all the work they did for me and my brother. Um, and regardless of how like nice of a person I am, like whether I'm surrounded by good people all that kind of stuff honestly didn't matter to me. Like whether I was nice to myself or like gave myself great grace. Um, yeah, none of that mattered as long as I achieved what I thought was worthy of my parents' sacrifice, I think. Mm. Um, but now I think, I think it's really about understanding who you want to be in life. Um, and I spent some time just on my own thinking like exactly who I, who I want to be. Mm. And I realized that like, yes, I do want to achieve all these things, but I don't, if I don't have the people that I love around me, then mm. honestly, it's 
kind of pointless. Yeah. Like, if I'm not a good son and a good brother, then, like, why does that even matter? I yeah. won't even make my parents proud. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just really focusing on, like, who you want to be, I think, helped me realize that, like, no, I don't just want to achieve, like, high success or, like, make big money and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I still want to be a good person and have all the good people around me and be a good mm -hmm. person. Yeah. Yeah, well, I feel like that is remarkable that you're able to get to that conclusion because that is directly in ecclesiastes uh -huh. where um the book of ecclesiastes um not confirmed but most people think that it's written from the perspective of king solomon and king solomon is the son of king david so king david slain goliath and became the king and then you know passed on the kingdom to king solomon and king solomon had everything like he had you know, lots of money, lots of women. He like mm -hmm. built buildings, had everything. And then he got to a point where he was um, just thinking about life, like you said. And a, a lot of Ecclesiastes is just like, what's the point? It's all meaningless. We're all going to die. Like, can't bring this gold with me. Mm -hmm. um, can't bring this building with me. And yet the th one thing that is repeated in Ecclesiastes is what you can do is enjoy the food, mm -hmm. enjoy yeah the relationships that you have and enjoy the labor that you've done. Mm. Um, so just like, yeah, the effort and the intent with the work that you put out in the mm. world, like that's really the only thing you can enjoy, which is kind of interesting because mm -hmm. like you think about it, it's like literally the man on top of the world is saying that. And so um, you kind of need to like trust that perspective, right? Like all these other people. And I think a lot of the secular people that are trying to reach the top of the world end up realizing those things too but it like mm -hmm. it's like until they get there that they don't realize that which is kind of interesting mm -hmm. but yeah it's I'm, I'm glad you got to that conclusion <laughs> <laughs> took me a while but um yeah i think it's a big turn for especially like speaking out if anyone's listening and they are thinking like that i think like really focusing on um thinking about like five years ten years even like 20 years exactly who you want to be in life like live your life with no regrets, I think really helped me figure out exactly how I should live my life today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, before I forget, there was a point earlier that you made about, um, was it like determination or like, mm. you're talking about David Goggins. <laughs> um, and this is something that actually me and Samson were talking about a while back or last mm. week. Um, have you heard of this thing called the AMCC, Matt? No. So it's, it's uh, the anterior mid singular cortex and mm -hmm. it's just like this part in the mid middle of your brain that it's um it's found in like most studies so it's not like um it's a hundred percent true but it's scientifically more likely than not mm -hmm. um and again you know this could be completely wrong this is my own opinion so you know again like if you have any questions please ask steve but the amcc is responsible for tenacity and willpower and so Anytime that you do something hard or uh, something that you don't want to do, mm -hmm. that part of your brain is firing. So, like, they did, like, brain scans and, like, you know, somebody doesn't like doing their homework and mm -hmm. they do it. And then th that part of their brain fires. But it's only for hard tasks. Mm -hmm. And it's subjective to, like, each person. Like, mm -hmm. if you find that, like, doing math is easy, you're not, your, your AMCC is not going to fire. Um, but because it's directly correlated with tenacity and willpower, the more hard things you do, mm. the bigger your AMCC gets. And so I was like pondering this question of like, what if scientifically that's like your measure of faith, like in your head? 
because like the tenacity and willpower to do something that you might not feel like doing and like you know if you're going through a tough time like it requires a great amount of strength and a great amount of faith to just like continue going like you know i don't know you're working a job or you're like starting a company or um you're going to school but it doesn't feel like anything's happening and just having the faith that god's going to use that in some way mm-hmm. and pushing through all of that and so i was yeah i was just pondering like what if that is like a d- objective way to measure almost like somebody's faith level mm. yeah it is a re- really interesting thought because well, well two thoughts come to mind i think mm. the first is it's very interesting that that part of the brain only grows specifically when you do things you don't like and that means just effort alone doesn't actually grow it so for example ty you know if you go to the gym uh you're putting in lots of effort you have the discipline but you enjoy it it doesn't yeah. actually grow that part of the yeah, brain no. so i think in this way you know it, it was very encouraging for me personally because i'm mm. thinking okay like all these chores and stuff things that i always put off things i don't like to do in my life uh, are opportunity to grow my willpower mm-hmm. and the second thing i want to mention is um it, th- there was this podcast I, I watched with Andrew Huberman and David Goggins, <laughs> uh, and and they were saying that they found people who lived a very long time had a large AMCC, mm-hmm. and this actually maybe relates again back to the back to the faith mm-hmm. thing where, yeah, maybe if you if someone has strong faith, strong discipline, and a strong willpower, it actually leads to a longer life as well. Mm-hmm. So that was very interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, it's no secret that I'm a big, even my water bottle here is David Goggins. <laughs> um, and one of my core concepts, because I tried to read his books. He has two books, I think. Yeah, um, I'm reading one right now. It yeah. can't hurt me. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's probably my favorite book. Um, he has a saying in like, the teachings that he has is that you should try to do something uncomfortable to you every day. Um, and I've been trying to practice that pretty much since reading that. Mm. Um and even for me, like gymming, most days it's fun, but some days you work long hours or like you're just really sore and your back is killing you. And it's like a heavy squat or like a heavy deadlift day. And you <laughs> yeah. Just don't yeah. want to go. Or you might just want to take a nap. Yeah. Um, I think those days pushing through, you always feel great and you always feel better. Mm. And I think the more you repeat that process, the more you just become at this point, I'm so sure. Like I already know like this sucks right now in my mind. I know if I get it done, I'm gonna be proud of myself and I'm gonna feel better. Mm. Um, and I believe that people grow the most when they're uncomfortable, whether that's physically or mentally. Like solo traveling at one point was something I was super scared of in a country where you don't speak the language. I think it just puts you out of your com- comfort zone so much. And I think that's when you really grow and explore who you are and who you can be. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely a big proponent of. Uh, everyone should try to do stuff that makes them uncomfortable. Like not like to the point where like you're hurting yourself, mm. but definitely to test your limits. I think you can achieve way more than you think you can right now. Yeah. Mm. yeah and for those of you who don't know David Goggins, he's this um, guy who was super obese and then he just wanted to join the Navy SEAL. And so he just like trained out of his mind and then became the 37th African American to become a Navy SEAL. Um, and then, you know, he like did some other crazy stuff, like ran in the desert with like broken shins for a marathon and then just like continued onwards. And his like slogan is like, stay hard. So like <laughs> he like wrote this book was like, yeah, just like keep doing stuff and like wake up at like 2 a.m. in the morning and like walk or run, run because nobody else is there. And so like you can get ahead of them. But um, mm. 
yeah, I think uh, it's it's really interesting the concept of like pushing yourself um, because you can mm-hmm. and because like God's giving you that potential too, as opposed to like doing it because you're like trying to prove something to somebody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, like when it comes from a place of like I want to be better myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, how can I then glorify God with everything that he's given me? Mm. Um, and, like, sometimes the way I see it is, like, you're playing a video game and, like, you're walking on the path, you know, like, those 2D games, like, kind of like Mario, kind of like Zelda. And you just see, like, a shiny, like, sword on there. But, like, sometimes it's, like, invisible. And so, like, until you, like, go down that path or you really, really um, are, like, looking for, like, these items, um like God sprinkles them everywhere around your life. You kind of just need to open up your eyes and like go through that open door mm. and yeah, be like adventurous to learn more about yourself and discover your abilities for you to then like, yeah, grab that item and then like get elevated mm-hmm. um, to like, you know, yeah, do greater things. All the rare items are in the tough places too. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And in, in tough places of your own mind and tough places that, yeah, that challenge you personally. Uh, that is that is where you find the growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, you guys' thoughts on um, this uh, kind of topic that I have here, where you know, like obviously, a lot of hardworking, ambitious be- people, whether they are Christians or not Christians, they're like pushing for the top, and there's almost this drive, more specifically in non-Christians, where they want like this control, mm-hmm. and it's coming from like a place of like insecurity. And so, like, a lot of, like, the CEOs or, like, the top athletes, when you, like, see, like, their background stories, like, oh, like, I came from nothing and, like, mm-hmm. things like that. And uh, sometimes they still, like, have that mindset even though they're rich where they're, like, oh, like, I don't want to pay for this or, or things like that. Um, but it's funny because they have, like, this, like, God complex in a way where mm-hmm. they're, like, I can do anything because I've, like, made it here. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was, like, that... Um, I can't remember if it was like Kanye or was no no it was Jay Z Jay Z he was like, oh yeah like I was I'm like one of the greatest rappers alive but like if I wanted to be in the NBA I could be in the NBA, (laughs) and I was like hmm that's really interesting (laughs) I like the confidence, (laughs) Um, but like my point here is that um, even though we can achieve these great things on Earth, in order for humans to achieve things we almost need to be like robotic in nature. Like you need to wake up at the same time. Mm. You need to do these three things for the day and you need to do them in this order. And then you have to do them even like when you don't feel like it, like you need to eat your chicken and broccoli. You need to turn Mm. your microwave or like your oven to 350 degrees. You're going to cook for 15 Mm. minutes and then you're going to go do this. And then you're going to go do that. You need to go in the hyperbolic sauna chamber for like 15 minutes to increase your THC. So you can grow your muscles (laughs) and like, then you sleep for 10 hours. Like you have to do all of that Mm -hmm. to be great as a human and God just is. Mm. And so like, you know, you can see the greatness in like Jay-Z or like a LeBron James or whatever, like Michael Jordan. And, uh, you know, like I know we're all gym bros. So like we don't talk about athletes, but whoever, you know, you're like, um, artist, I guess role model is, yeah. yeah artist, um, influencer, Barack Obama, uh, Michelle Obama, Oprah. Um, they still have to do all those things. And so it's almost interesting that, we like idolize these people and yet you have to put in so much work just to become great as a human. And yet they don't want to like relinquish control to God because like in an instant God can do all those things. I'm just yeah, curious what you guys think about that. Yeah. This is something that 
I've thought about a lot and, and I'm still still kind of struggling with the concept of controlling my the outcome of my own destiny mm-hmm. or controlling the outcome of just the things in my life. And, um, you know, I, I know me and you briefly talked about this, Ty. I asked you the question, like, how, how do you kind of uh, stay ambitious, stay driven and do all these things mm-hmm. uh, on earth, but not, uh, but still give full control of your life to God? And I really like what you you said to me, which is about, um, and I'm oh, I'm paraphrasing and simplifying, yeah, yeah, yeah. but basically Hopefully. that, you know, God has often has plans for us that are bigger than what we can imagine, mm-hmm. and for us, we just need to put the work in, and not be attached to the outcome necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like we can still set goals, we can still obviously mm-hmm. you know, uh, take the steps to get to a, to a certain place that mm-hmm. we want to, but. Mm-hmm. Um, in the long run, you know, things might happen, like life could change, the trajectory could change, but mm-hmm. just trusting, uh, and just continuing to truck on and trusting mm-hmm. that God will, um, that you will be where you need to be, mm-hmm. and that God will take you there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that, uh, that was very beautiful to me when you, when yeah. you told me, I'm like, wow, this is, uh, very inspiring. And it's something I'm still, you know, still struggling to internalize. Mm-hmm. I think for, for us living here again on this mortal plane, it's very like, uh, everything's very physical and, and mm. very, you know, like I'll, I'll have to uh, bench five pounds every month and, and increase by this yeah. amount to, yeah. to get to this, whatever. And I, I think fitness maybe not, not, a, not a good, not as good of an example, perhaps yeah. like career, like yeah. we we're talking about, you know, you could work so hard to get somewhere, but then something in the economy happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you end up later in a better situation than yeah. you were even before. And so, um, yeah, just, I, I'm still personally trying to internalize that and let go of that control, yeah. uh, from a long-term perspective, mm-hmm. but still be, be able to like have that discipline and show up, um, every day and, and put in the work where, where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that like, um, yeah, thanks for sharing. I think one of the stories that really comes to mind for me was actually like when I was, um, I guess around like 18, 19, I was like, oh, well, like, you know, we're living in Vancouver, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, what's the best way to, I guess, make money? It's, like, buy real estate. So then, like, when I was 18, I was like, okay, like, how, like, you know, what's a down payment? And, like, what's a mortgage rate? And, like, how much money do I have to save up? And, like, I was doing all these calculations, and I had this financial model, and I was like, okay, like, saved up 50 grand, and, like, if I, like, work this internship and then, like, save this money and then, like, put $10,000 into the stock market and then, like, I think at like one point, like I bought like this uh, company called Canopy Growth, and it was like this like hey, weed was company. That during the, was that during the, the yeah, cannabis boom? Yeah, yeah. And so like like my ten thousand dollars turned into like sixty thousand, and like you know it sounds amazing, but I didn't cash out, and then I actually <laughs> wrote it back all the way down. So it was really sad, but it was like that mindset of like I need to do everything and I need to calculate everything, and I was like I'm gonna buy a house by the time I'm like twenty five, mm-hmm. and then the craziest thing, and like this was like. I wasn't really going to church at the time. And um, yeah, I think I was kind of lost in my faith, but like God was still working. And like, I, I look back now and I was like, wow, like just like, I, I can't even, I can't even fathom it still today. But anyways, um, in 2018, so uh, what was I? I was 21. Um, my parents actually put their names down for a presale on a mm. place in Brentwood, which is where I'm currently living now. And they didn't tell me anything for like two years. And oh. then I was about to graduate. And then all of a sudden they're like, 
yeah so like we hope you can find a job during covid because like this building that we bought is gonna you know the contract is gonna um like uh what do you call it like unlock or like it's gonna like take um place mm -hmm. and you're gonna need to pay for this mortgage and <laughs> i was like i was like what graduation gifts like i mean one part of me was like whoa a place like i'm gonna have a place um but then yeah i was like it was covid nobody was hiring and i was just like i was so stressed and then uh yeah, and i finally got a job and all worked out but then when i look back at it there was like a f like first three four months of my life i was like it doesn't feel like a win because i didn't buy this house by myself because I was like, oh, I planned it since I was 18. Like, I had all this money saved up. And then my parents just gave it to me. But, like, ironically, that's, like, the greatest illustration of, like, God working. Mm. And, like, I, I, f I feel like I didn't deserve it at all. I was like, I, I, I literally didn't save up this money. My parents just gave it to me. And then I was like, wow. Like, looking back now, I'm like, oh, I'm so blessed that I didn't have to do all that work. And, like when people talk about being self-made, I'm like, oh, that's so stupid because like there's always somebody that's helped you along the way. Mm. And and now I'm super appreciative that like that all happened, but that was like the greatest illustration of like when I was 18, I was trying to figure it all out myself and then God just gave it to me. Mm -hmm. And like when I was like at my lowest point, like I didn't have a job and like, uh, yeah, I didn't know how I was going to pay for all this and he just gave it to me. And um, sometimes you also are reminded uh, there's a quote, uh, sorry, not quote. I gotta say, stop. I'm gonna stop saying quote. <laughs> a verse from Paul where he says, you know, if you're faithful with little, then you can be faithful with a lot. And I think over the time, of, like of calculating stuff, but like being, I guess, more um, financially accountable and like understanding how like stocks work and like managing my finances and being responsible, um, that God was like, okay, you're ready to do this, and then He gave it to me, and I was like, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. For myself, I guess, um, kind of similar to you guys in terms of, I felt like in my early uni days, I was just so focused on, you need good grades, like the typical traditional path, you need good grades. I'll get a big tech job and then I'm just going to ride it like pretty much till I die. And then like, I'll do all the typical good basic finance stuff, like investing in stocks, buy some real estate. Um, and that's pretty much what I did for the first two years after uni. Mm -hmm. Um, but after a while, um, honestly, you just get pretty doled out working at a big tech, um, company. Mm -hmm. And I think you just start limiting yourself in terms of what you believe you can achieve. And I never really thought about like anything crazy. Like, um, like some of my friends, like for example, Ty, like starting his own AI company and stuff like that. But I think recently I've definitely leaned on my faith more. And I think with that, um, God has opened my eyes in terms of what other opportunities I should pay attention mm -hmm. to. Um, as well as just believing that I can achieve pretty much anything that's out there. Um, yeah, and I think how my mindset has changed in my career is basically just trying to focus on doing the right thing, like pretty much what we preached about previously but just always keeping my eyes and my ears open for what God may be leading me towards in my life. Mm -hmm. And for example, I think like moving, for example, is a sign from God for me. And I think, like, I believe that's going to open a lot of open doors for me and kind of just change my whole mindset as well. Um, and just believing in what I can achieve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where, where are you going? 
Uh, I plan on moving to New York, and I would never okay. say that. And it was kind of super random because I always said, like, why? Like, I, I don't want to go to New York. Like, <laughs> it's like loud and yeah. crowded. <laughs> Most similar to Hong Kong, where I was born, no. and working in Hong Kong is very intense and very stressful. Uh, but I literally only went there for a week, um, and I felt like it was just a calling for me. That I needed to take a further step in my life. Mm. I don't know if I really went through this in church, but um, at one point, um, Steve was preaching about how, like, we have something in our mind, and you just have to go for it and like let go of the fear and all the doubt and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember distinctly there were two weeks of sermons in a row where I was kind of preaching that kind of thing, and in my mind each time it was always the move to New York for some reason, mm. and then the week after. I went up to the stage to pray for other people, and then randomly, uh, Victoria, who I never talked to before that, <laughs> she just uh, said she had a prayer for me from God, um, and said that she believes that like, I have something in my mind, and I just need to have the confidence to take the leap of faith and go for it. Mm. And before that night, I think I was telling God like, I think these two sermons are a sign. But I need a bit more. I, my faith is not as strong. I need a bit more obvious of a sign. <laughs> and then she said that that Sunday. So I was like, "Wow, that's probably the biggest like moment I've had in my relationship with God." Um, that's why I feel like that. Like, I feel like just being able to to listen and look for new opportunities is something mm-hmm. you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. No, thank you for sharing. I actually have a that that actually reminds me of a of a, a similar. Like a situation recently as well um not as big as a move to new york that is huge like <laughs> dude congrats on on well making that decision that's all the visa hopefully <laughs> yeah, no, no that is huge uh, so please, please all the best to you man um but no i had a very similar uh experience just kind of recently where i i had a chat with steve um it was great i, I learned a lot and asked him a bunch of questions and, and one of the things i asked is you know how do i know God's presence is in my life. How do mm. I know that he's mm. here guiding me? You know, um, what do I look for? Mm-hmm. And well, his answer was basically, you know, over time, your discernment gets better and you'll feel God's presence more. So, you know, okay, mm-hmm. uh, I understand that. Uh, two days after that, um, I got a call from a recruiter or mm. a recruiter reached out Whoa. to me on LinkedIn. And, um, you know, in, in tech, it's been pretty slow for the past few years. A ton of layoffs and yeah, stuff happening yeah. and whatnot. Uh, no one's DM my LinkedIn for a minute. So <laughs> <laughs> this came out of nowhere. Um, and it's also for like a role that's slightly different than my current role now as well. It's like a solutions architect. Wow. Uh, something that I think I'm qualified for, but totally new to me. Yeah. And yeah, at that moment, I'm just like, okay, maybe maybe this is something I should hear out. Mm, and mm. just thinking about open doors and new opportunities yeah, in 2024. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I've been going through the interview process right now. Mm-hmm. It's going awesome. pretty good, but we'll see how it goes. But yeah, you're just just your story about how God opens doors for us, mm-hmm. and uh, just remind me of that. Yeah, yeah. I think like um, God works in such interesting ways, and like as we do work and partner with Him, these doors do open. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a really interesting, I guess, way of looking at like work and like life. Um, that like Steve shared uh, with me a long, not a long time ago, but maybe a few months back. But um, there will be doors that are flung open, and then there are doors that 
you can open mm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that you should and so it's kind of a tricky interplay because like sometimes like for example yeah like in a bad job market you're like oh like oh like my job is like kind of not great and like i want to apply to another job but like the act of applying almost seems like you have to like toil a little bit mm-hmm. like you have to like you know click like apply and like tidy up your resume whereas like when you like get that LinkedIn um, recruiter contact you, it's like almost like, oh, I didn't do anything. And like, yeah, I like, never get DMs. Like, this is so random. Um, and so like the distinction between like when a door is open and going through it, um, of course, I think, you know, there still requires some like discernment about like whether that's the right opportunity. But I think what it those types of situations show is like where your heart's at, mm-hmm. right? Because like if your heart leaps for it, maybe that's like a sign that you know you should be open to new opportunities and like this is might not be the thing but it shows that you might be ready to move on mm-hmm. um whereas like you know if it came in you're like ah like i don't know that like that's not for me like i'm still happy there then you, you probably still have some stuff to do at your current situation mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that really helped me with like deciding oh like do i toil a little bit or do i just like try to be patient even though I'm like kind of an impatient person and mm. like just trust that God's doing something in the background. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. So we'll, we'll uh, finish off with a few more Proverbs and then, uh, and then, yeah, we'll go from there. So um, the thing I really like about Proverbs is that it, it really, when you read it, it, the, the ones that jump out to you currently are the ones that stick and so like the ones i'm reading really jumped out to me so might not jump out the same for uh, you know those of you listening if you tend to read proverbs but i think that's like the you know cool part about the bible is it's a living word and it, it speaks to you in its own way but um yeah so a, a few more that i find um just really relevant uh proverbs seventeen seventeen, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity and I think this one is really poignant for me because oftentimes as somebody who's hardworking and ambitious, you want to tend to be like, oh, like I can do everything myself mm-hmm. and like I don't need anyone and like I'm going to go learn how to do this and like however long it takes me, like I'll figure it out. And yet just being able to like rely on somebody, but like not just somebody, like a brother because like a friend will love you at all times. It's just like, oh, like, you know, you didn't have a job. Like, that's okay. Like, let's just go like mm-hmm. shoot some hoops or like, let's just go get a drink and it's all good. Um, but then like somebody who's like with you, almost like going through the battle with you, like that's like a brother. And like, I like that just like born from a time of adversity. Amen. And there's like definitely like some like lifelong friends that I can think about that like we're there during like my hardest times. And that's when I knew like, oh yeah, these people like, um, regardless of where I'm at, like if I have half an eye or like half a mm-hmm. knee, that they'll be there for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, um, honestly, initially I thought of it the opposite almost mm. in terms of, I believe that like my family would always love me and, um, mm. and I guess they're always there for me. Um, but definitely how I understand it now is that the people closest to you and the people that you treat as family, brothers, sisters, um, I think one thing that differentiates them from just probably your average friend would be they keep you accountable, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can always rely on them to check you in certain ways mm-hmm. and making sure you're in the right path um, and achieving like who you want to be and making sure you don't fall off the path. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I think there's definitely like everyone has their lows or like days are off um, but I just know that like my brother and my close friends they don't really care about like um, if I make like big money or like if I can lift three plates and adventure <laughs> they don't care any about that um, as long as I'm happy and I'm being a good person mm-hmm. that's generally what they care about um, yeah so I really like that that verse mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah, this, this next one here is, uh, is, I was going to say a sleeper, but it doesn't really make sense. But, um, Proverbs twenty thirteen, do not love sleep or you will grow poor, stay awake and you will have food to spare. And I was like, damn, when I read that, I was like, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I want to get a good eight hours. But then I read that. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't get the good Wake eight hours. 3 if I, if I yeah, if I get to eight hours, I'm going to be poor. <laughs> Um, I don't think that's necessarily what God's saying, but I think it's just like the idea of like, oh, you don't want to be sleeping in and like, um, and yeah, kind of just like growing lazy and like, oh, like, uh, like, oh, it's dark outside. I don't want to do anything. Like you got to wake up and like get your stuff done. Um, so I was like, this clearly says it right here. Like, don't love your sleep. And uh, like more recently, I just bought a, a sunshine alarm just so that I could wake up in the darkness. Cause oh man, it's so hard waking up at six and seven and like darkness in Vancouver. Mm. So like, I was just like, okay, like I don't want to be poor. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try to wake up and like do, you know, work that I need to mm. do. Um, so I thought that one was really funny for me. Yeah. One thing that comes to mind too, actually, when I hear that verse is, um, maybe maybe sleeping and waking up in a metaphorical sense yeah. where sleeping is like not looking out for the signs of god in your life mm. and, and how yeah. he's you know intervening and yeah. how he's how he's giving to you and then being awake to me is like you know awakening of the faith or just yeah that's your good. heart open to god in your eyes that's open. good yeah. yeah um so maybe not sleep in the literal at least for me that's not yeah how I interpreted yeah it. no that, 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 that's why you're here yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a literal guy and you're <laughs> i don't know metaphorical <laughs> um okay we'll, we'll wrap up with this last one here um oh it's hard to choose i have so many here um i think this one uh, like is interesting um i'll just read it uh proverbs 26 12 do you see a person wise in their own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than them. And it's interesting because this is like the book of wisdom. And a lot of it talks about how wisdom is better than like, it's worth more than gold. It's like, it's better than being a fool. Um, and yet like, you don't even want to feel wise. Like you almost always well, I mean, maybe again, I'm a literal person, so I'm like, oh, mm. I don't want to seem wise in my own eyes. Um, but it's like that posture of like humility that like you can always be learning and mm. um, there's something that you don't know or there's like something perhaps that you're missing about the situation. So you shouldn't make like assumptions. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, and yeah, like. It, it, Sorry, can you read the verse again? Um, Do you see a person wise in their own eyes? there is more hope for a fool than them. So it's like you see somebody and they're like, it's not necessarily they're like, I'm wise. Like they're like almost um, the way that they carry themselves or like how they portray their opinions. Like, oh, like, didn't you think about this? Or like, you know, like you guys are not doing it right. You know, Mm. it's like that kind of like mentality Mm -hmm. where having that more empathetic approach where like, oh, like, I, it's, I'm curious why you guys do it that way, mm-hmm. you know? 
um, I was always taught this way, but oh, maybe that's a, a better way or a different way of doing it. Um, so just like nuances and approaches. Mm. Yeah, for me, this like the word that comes to mind is definitely just humility. Um, whether it's in your career, pretty much anything. Mostly, I think career and like how you treat people. I think I really try to practice, but also just work on because I don't think I'm the best at it. Um, but yeah, definitely like if you achieve something in life, I don't think people should get too, I guess, high on their horse. Um, especially when dealing pe- dealing with people, I think that's probably one of the key signs I look out when trying to kind of sit out like who I want to interact with or who I think is a good person to interact with. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah. On the note about like wisdom too, I think like, you know, someone like Steve, for example, incredibly wise, you know, he, he knows a lot, but he never, he's never condescending, you know, mm. uh, the, the way he teaches, he's very open, shows he, so much humility. And I mm. think uh, it's because he has that God confidence, but without the God complex. Mm. Uh, that's right? good. That's good. Yeah. And, and just not like, uh, what was the verse say exactly? It's like the the one who uh, there's more hope for a fool or like do you see a person wise in their own eyes and wise no... in their own eyes uh, exactly and, yeah. and i think because steve shows such humility mm. um it's not like the person in that verse who yeah. thinks oh i'm so wise and i'm so much mm. better and know so much more totally than everybody else yeah and that's really off-putting too because like when he's doing his sermons he's like popping off and he's like <laughs> just like exuding this energy and then you talk to him he's like Hi, how are you? <laughs> and I was like, what? I was just like expecting this, like, hey, I'm Steve. This, <laughs> like, and, and, and yeah, it's no, it's it's great to see. And like, I think that's also why, like, he's just able to speak into so many people's lives because he really just like is trying to understand you mm-hmm. and, and taking that approach. And I think there's a lot to learn from that. And um, in a lot of ways, like, I feel like that's like a good emulation of like how Jesus was. Mm. Like, he was just like, go up to somebody and be like, bam, you're you're healed. And then the next person's like, oh, like, oh, you know, what's wrong with you? Like, mm. you know, do you want healing? You know, like, I can provide Very healing. humble guy. Yeah. And yet, like, there's so many people around him. And he was just like, go away. Like, I want to be secretive. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, show off. Mm. So it's, it was, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I kind of remember my point now. Um, thanks for <laughs> But, um, like in terms of humility and how I think as Christians we can practice it is kind of realizing and just thinking about the fact that our strengths are all provided by God mm. um, and yeah it's God who decides like our strengths and like how we're mm. built um, so yeah I think helping or just realizing that for myself it helps me mm-hmm. be humble and anything that I have strengthened because I realized that other people have strengths that were God-given talents in other aspects. Mm-hmm. Matt's built different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think everyone's built different, but uh, yeah, I like being built different as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how I think of it and like how faith, I think, can really help you get rooted in your humility and believing mm-hmm. that God is the ultimate ruler in terms of um, your strengths and your lows and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that is a great way to end the podcast. So I I just want to thank everyone for listening today. I hope you got one nugget of wisdom and, you know, 
help encourage you for your week and and to push through and know that God's working in whatever it is that you're doing and and if you don't see it he's he's doing something in the background so um, you know I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time